Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast, sharing tools, tips, and techniques for healthcare quality improvement with a special focus on managing data. Here's the latest update. Hello and welcome back to the Healthcare Quality Improvement Podcast. <clears throat> My name is David Kashmir. I'm a trauma surgeon and a, a quality improvement uh, specialist as a Lean Six Sigma and Master Black Belt. And today on the podcast, we're going to describe two key ideas to measure your quality improvement system. First, how would you even evaluate a healthcare quality improvement program? Let's say you're looking at your healthcare system's process improvement system and wondering, well, how, how good are we at process improvement? How would you know just how well that quality system was performing? I've sometimes heard this called PIing the PI, or process improving the process improvement system. And it makes sense. After all, the idea of building a quality system even extends to learning how well that PI system works. In the many systems I've either worked in, helped design, or have consulted for, I've found the question of how good are we at PI can often be boiled down to a matter of efficiency and effectiveness. And that's what I'm going to share with you here today. The Healthcare Quality Podcast, bringing you keys to unlock your data. As far as efficiency goes, this dimension of the PI process can be thought of as how little waste there is in that process. For example, what's the cycle time from issue identification until closure? How much paper and cost does the actual process of doing PI incur? Do projects take more than 120 days? Because another important dimension is how long it takes to repair an issue once you found it. The efficiency question is very difficult to answer in most healthcare process improvement systems. And I think that's because our systems are not so well developed yet as to have benchmarks for how long things should take from issue identification until closure, until we check back in on the process and make sure it's working well after repairs. I often use three months, 90 days, as the median time from issue identification to closure, because there are a few papers that cite that number for formal DMAIC projects from Lean and uh, Six Sigma's world. Now, there are a few important statements here. First, when I say 90 days to issue closure, I mean meaningful closure. Closure that there's some uh, plan in place that is uh, uh, going to be long-lasting. And two, if 90 days is a median target, well, what's the variance of that population? Let me explain a bit. Lean Six Sigma practitioners are often comfortable with thinking of continuous variables as a distribution with a measure of variance like range or standard deviation to indicate just how wide the variance is in the population at hand. Quality projects often focus on decreasing the standard deviation to make sure things go better in general. The same approach can be used to, quote, PI the PI, uh, unquote, effectiveness. What is the standard deviation of how long it takes to identify and close out an issue for the PI system, for example, and how can that be reduced? These are some of the key questions when it comes to measuring the efficiency of the PI system. 
the Healthcare Quality Podcast, focusing on data and decision-making tools for healthcare quality improvement. Another important lens is effectiveness. This dimension is arguably more important than efficiency. For example, imagine someone working really hard to decrease the amount of time it takes someone to throw an item away, to throw away some trash. Yeah, uh, imagine working hard on improving how well someone throws away that little bit of trash. Making a process efficient, but ultimately ineffective, probably isn't worth your time. In other words, taking that piece of trash and making it as streamlined as possible uh, to be thrown away, well, you could be busy about that, but it may not make sense. Uh, There's a difference, clearly, between efficiency and effectiveness. Now, I'm sure there's some counterexample where there's a situation where waste disposal efficiency in general is very important. I mean, imagine a waste treatment plant or a um, a, a refuse uh, like a dump. So I just use that example to show that efficiency can be very far removed from effectiveness uh, for your organization. It's important to know what you should be busy about. So when it comes to measuring the effectiveness of your PI system, well, where would you start? Again, being busy is one thing, but being busy about the right things is likely more important. One important consideration is issue identification. How long does your PI or how does your PI system learn about its issues? Does it just tackle each item that comes up from difficult cases? How does staff highlight and report certain issues to the PI staff? Um, How do the frontline staff get their voices heard in your system? Is that easy to do? Does your system gather data and decide which issues are, quote, a big enough deal, unquote, to move ahead? Does it use a tool like a FAMIA uh, or a COPQ to look at factors and help prioritize issues? These are some of the most important issue identification factors for your PI system, but by no means are they the only ones related to effectiveness. Once the right issues are acquired in the right way at the right time, where do they go from there? Are all the stakeholders involved in a process to make improvements? Does the system use data and follow those data to decide what really needs to happen, or does it only use its gut? Is the PI system politicized so that data aren't used, aren't important, aren't regarded, or just plain aren't collected and aren't made? The staff at the tip of the sword, and the tip of the sword is the end of the process that touches patients right there where the rubber hits the road. Are the staff at the tip of the sword, and even those who never see a patient, but whose efforts impact patients, and that's every staff member in the health system, right? Are those people armed with the data that they can understand that describe their performance in a way that has meaning? Even better, do the staff receive data that they've asked for because the PI process, the QI process, tailor-made data Uh, just for what the staff wanted to receive. In other words, going to the staff who will be eventually impacted by a project and saying, hey, is there anything that you're interested in that might help you in your job? That can go a long way because it takes them from feeling put upon by the QI process to being a true participant in it. 
mature centers tend to be much more effective at process improvement in the ways listed above, and they tend to avoid those pitfalls that we described earlier. Once issues are identified and the PI system performs, what happens with the output? This is another key question regarding effectiveness, and uh, it can let you know a lot about the health system. Did you know the HQP is on SoundCloud and iTunes? Visit us there and at the podcast's home, surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com. There's an element of user design in good PI systems. Again, do the staff, do the data get to those staff who need to know? Do the staff understand what the data mean? Are the data in a format that allow the data to impact performance? Are the data endpoints, at least some of them, something unique and particular that the staff asked you about way back when? Lean Six Sigma, some say, is 80% people and 20% math, and you may have heard that old saying. In fact, it's been said about several quality programs. I've discussed that uh, previously, and, and yes, I do feel the system is 80% people, but getting the 20% math correct is essential. Otherwise, the boat just won't float. It's on this point about effectiveness that I'd like to take a second with you before we go. One of the major items with quality improvement is the ability to use trusted data to impact what we do for patients for the better. That's the whole point, right? If the data don't respond to what we do, or the wrong data at the wrong time, uh, if the data don't represent what good work or or not good work we're doing, um, if the data are beautiful but are unintelligible, well, the PI process just won't be effective. This, to my mind, is the key question to gauge PI success. Do we see data impact our behavior on important topics in a timely fashion? If we do, we have checked many of the boxes regarding efficiency and effectiveness because for that to happen, we must have identified key issues, experienced a process that somehow takes those issues and creates meaningful data, taken that data in a format that is understood by the organization, and we must have done it all in a timely fashion that actually changes what we do. That is efficient and effective. I hope you found this podcast useful on two key ideas to measure your quality improvement system. And there's more information about this and other topics on the blog, uh, which can be found at the healthcarequalityimprovementblog.com or surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com. We'll see you there. And if you have any comments, please uh, let us know and we'll discuss. Thanks for tuning in to the Healthcare Quality Podcast. Are you using these tools for healthcare quality improvement? 